Blind your eyes, steal your tongue, take it when you're over. Hello all, and welcome back to the Barely Watchables podcast. I'm your host as always, Gene Siskel III, and this week we watched a movie that confirmed that in the afterlife, Prince is still definitely getting some action. (laughs) And so we watched Graffiti Bridge, which this is the supposed sequel to Purple Rain, and before we get into it, we will take our ceremonial shot. Cheers. Uh, Bumps. Prost. Okay, who wants to go first? First thoughts on the movie. Like one, word? one word? Let's do one word. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to just do the same word I did for my last movie, spirituality, but I think I'm going to go with, it's two words, but it kind of is used together often, date rape. So that's the other, that's the word I'm going to use because <laughs> there's a, definitely a date rape vibe going through this whole movie. Uh... I'm going to, again, use two words. I'm going to go with fog machine. (laughs) (laughs) I believe um, they had, like, this expensive fog machine you need to use because I could not tell if this movie was made in Gotham or London. (laughs) It's just so much fucking fog. Well, he has that fog machine for all his music videos, so he had to use it somewhere in this movie. (laughs) You know, I mean, you got to get some use out of that thing. It was so dark and so foggy. (laughs) So as Joel said... This movie was very was spiritual, and there's a major spoiler that I didn't catch the first time I saw this movie, and then I caught the second time. Do either of you know the major spoiler? Or like, it, for me, this movie kind of made a little bit more sense once I found this out. You're not talking about the feather. Yeah, it's Aura. She's an angel. She's an angel. Prince's guardian angel. Now, the first time I I didn't know that. I knew she was an angel. I didn't know he she was necessarily Prince's guardian angel. I thought she was an angel that was brought to Seven Corners to bring these bar, bring these clubs together. <laughs> um, yeah, I knew she was an angel too right away. Um, I, sick brag, sick brag. <laughs> well, a feather gave it away for me. Every <laughs> time I see a chick with a feather at the bar, I know she's an she's angel. An angel. <laughs> I know you're out there. So, what are the rules for guardian angels on Earth? Because I thought, like, only the person who's, like, Prince would be able to see this guardian angel and talk to her. But not only is he talking, everybody's talking to her. Everybody's trying to fuck her. And she gets hit by a car, so she obviously is not a very good angel. You know, like, (laughs) you know, like, she disappears all the time throughout the movie, but all of a sudden when the car comes, she couldn't disappear, I guess? I don't know. I'm confused just a little bit about her angel. Just said everybody wants to fuck an angel. <laughs> well, it's true. She's, like, an angel, she's an angel that wants to fuck everybody. True. She's. I mean, she's she's like trying to have sex with both well, Morris and. Well, I think with Morris, Day, she was trying to set him straight, like to get him on a good. I think side. she was entrapping him. But she, yeah, she was really doing it in a way of like throwing her body on him. Well, it didn't help that he fucking date raped her though. he did he definitely her. he drugged her <laughs> he was giving her tra- his buddy underneath the table <laughs> slipping yeah. her mickeys and shit oh my god like see you with jerome yeah that was pretty wild <laughs> jerome that was his name. Was like a- lifting up her skirt and stuff a pimp sandwich but no like <laughs> why why 
why are God, like angels now on the same level as humans? Like you'd feel like that angels wouldn't they wouldn't even feel the effects just, of they'll do it. They would do their little their their little moves without you knowing it. You know, like you wouldn't be able to see them doing it. It would just happen. And you could be that's when you usually say, "Oh, that must be my angel looking out for me." You know, but the fact that she's a physical angel and she hangs under a bridge. It sounds more like a troll, a beautiful troll to me than an angel. I don't think she was that beautiful, also. <laughs> I guess I was spoiled with Apollonia and Purple Rain. But. <laughs> I think I think actually the two girls that the other two girls oh, in this movie uh, were better than her. Morris's uh, Prince is one in the very beginning, and Jill, Morris is Prince's one in the girlfriend in the beginning. Both, both of those yes. two girls. I, you're right. And another thing too, in the beginning, you know how he was like, um, what was he doing? Like writing a letter, writing a song. And he was like talking about his dad who committed he writes, suicide. Like, he, said, he said he also he always writes his dad letters. You know he does his, these, these little letters to his dad. So do you think maybe that angel was his dad? That's what kind or... of. I have some of this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> or sent from. So you're sent saying from sent his, by his dad. Sent by sent his by dad. His dad maybe. Yeah. It'd be kind of creepy if bitch go down and get my son straighten him out. <laughs> Maybe that's why he killed himself. Anyways, that's, I, thought, I thought that's <laughs> where it was going to go in the beginning where he was... he wanted to fuck his son? <laughs> yeah. Talking to his... Jesus Christ. I did not. Right. Oh. Stay off of that. All right, so... Kim Basinger was supposed to be Aura. Oh, right. But they broke up a month before production started. Prince Can I tell you who was supposed to be before Kim Basinger? Go for it. Found this out? Madonna. Oh. Madonna looked at the script and said, "This is a piece of shit," and she turned it down. <laughs> so Madonna turns down the script, and she went for That's the other bad. movie instead. She went for uh, what was the movie that she did? Truth uh, or Dare? No, the, the no. two is the they have the same name. Her she her, did uh, Die Another Day. She was the fencing instructor. Well, she, she did, did a lot of movies. She did yeah. Sliver, I think, with one of the Baldwins. Yeah, um, she yeah, did a she bunch did of movies. The one wasn't it? was that was that Sharon Stone. Um, it was a movie called Two Something. Like, there was these two names. They had the exact same name. Whatever. It was at the same time as 1990 as this movie came out. So, is this movie better with the more experienced actress like Kim Basinger as the angel? Because this woman, I think it would have, like really put. It would have really sucked for that for the, for her like to be in this movie. <laughs> like she would have been like, wow. You I don't think she would have elevated it? No pun intended. I mean, her acting would have been fine, but the reality is, like, it's so bad. All the all the musicians that are acting in this movie are so horrible. Are you so saying? Awful. Wait, was he? You're saying that he was dating her, Kim Basinger, at this time that they were doing this movie? Like right before, right before, right when this movie started. Produ- wait, wait. So this movie was he right broke after up with Batman. her. He broke up with her, like right before this movie. So didn't he like he, uh, Batman? Yeah, she he was wrote the. The song, songs in Batman. Then and dated, she was in that movie. Then dated her. Is that how they? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. See, I didn't know that. A year and a half. And so then, this movie was right before. This is right after Batman. Or I mean, right after. And the Batman, movie I was yes. thinking was desperately so, seeking Susan, just because it. I guess that's why we're all as Gotham or the scenery. They must have had a lot of leftover shit. From Batman and <laughs> that's what it Warner looked like. Brothers for sure. like here, Prince just used the shit. Up. They were it just missing from, a Danny Elfman intro. That's all. <laughs> it was from that. Bat, it was like the second, first, and second Batman is where the, where the scenes right, like see, really I, bad too. Okay. Now it's starting to make sense. I should have looked into that more. So this movie starts out with Prince as a mole because he lives underground. He lives underneath his club. Most people live above it. He lives below. Uh, Desperately Seeking Susan is that they're both Susans. And Desperately Seeking Susan is the movie. We're talking uh, Madonna again. (laughs) We're still on Madonna. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know she has no part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk with Madonna all day. And now all of a sudden you got Madonna in my brain. I'm thinking Sorry. Daniel Byrne. You remember Daniel Byrne? One day in life, my goal in life was to one day go down on Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Was in your class? <laughs> Daniel Byrne was a great... Look him up, guys. Great uh, good song. The song's called Tiger Woods. Look it up. <laughs> Steel Panther makes a song called Tiger Woods, too. It's actually pretty good. We're off the wagon already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we start... <laughs> so, introduces Prince. Same old Prince, except he's got a beard now. And <laughs> Spray on beard. He's still the kid, even though he has a beard. Wearing the same out, he he de- definitely dr- dressed a lot like Jesus in this movie. He had he a lot has of the Jesus long, references. Hair now well, even his white, he has his, his hair and face did, but even his outfit, he would always wear these like long white, and he'd have something mm-hmm. draped over him, like a thing. Was I don't think Jesus weird. wore heels. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Prince doesn't have some big ass stilettos on in this movie. He, he goes between but Je- he didn't, he didn't Jesus have and Mary in purple rain. He didn't have shoes like that. Now he's wearing like stripper shoes in this movie. <laughs> he got weirder and weirder. Let's be honest with you. You know. He saw Michael Jackson turning totally different. He's like, I got to I gotta turn. Do you yeah, think he was just trying to upstage Morris Day? Because for me, this is Morris's movie. Oh, Morris yeah. Day is hell the yeah. star of this movie without a Morris doubt. Morris Day is and funny as shit in this movie. I mean, he's, uh, he's, and he's got the best. I mean, the funny thing is Prince wrote this movie. And he wrote the best lines for Morris Day. <clears throat> think about the lines he had. His lines were so corny and so they were so bad. And what Do you think like, when Prince did this movie, you know, obviously he was like trying to follow up on Purple Rain and the whole theme. But do you think when he did it, like he was like, man, I'm going to put Morris, Morris uh, into it. And then all of a sudden, he, Morris was like, basically stealing, stealing the, show. the show. And he was just like, whoa, hold whoa, off on that. Whoa, slow down, little slow Morris. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the kid to step in. <laughs> it, you're right, it did seem like that to me. Like This, this could have been a... Were uh, these guys like good friends? Like are Morris Day and Prince, yeah, are they, like, yes, they're like yeah. buddies and stuff? Yeah. Is that how it is? Okay. Uh, but I... I uh, I think they always, I it. They always figure speed. out ways to be able to touch women in all these all their movies. Like that's the one thing they know. Like we're gonna make a movie. We better we better be able to like <laughs> get a, some naked chicks out here and touch some ass. This is another movie that sure. cannot be made in twenty twenty. <laughs> Talk about uh, how chauvinist it is. Oh, I mean, oh my just god, demeaning to women. Oh my god, the whole. Thing I think is, that one he like set. He's like um, he comes in on a, in a club. How do you like my bracelet? <laughs> yeah, his, <laughs> he calls his, the girl the no, bracelet. Yeah. Yeah, but yet Morris Day is so damn cool. Mm-hmm. He oh, yeah. covers puddles with women's coats. <laughs> he pisses on plants, then lights them on fire, He's and he the eats best outfits. He eats hot peppers. He dresses like a pimp. You know, he is a pimp in all in all matter. I mean, he's grabbing women off the streets. Like, yeah, you know, what we're gonna do with her. You know, that's what he even said to the to his buddy with the angel. He wants to get her up there so he can eventually, because you saw his girlfriend was dancing when they first walked in the club. She was like in a cage. She was almost like a stripper dancer, right? That's what he does. He's like he's like a pimp, man. So can we talk about these clubs? Man, Melody so, Cool. Uh, what, what was that? What was the second one? It was uh, the Clinton uh, Club. The the George Club. Yep, George Clinton Club. Yep. Uh, then there's the the Pandemonium Club, which is Morris Days, and then the Glam Slam. The Glam, Glam Slam, slam. <laughs> which so, is such a chaos. And they're all like <laughs> they're all right next to each other, and like it seemed like a dark alley. <laughs> And I could not sleep in that area because there's neon lights. You guys have parted in the Seven Corners before, right? Yes, in, in Minneapolis. But it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look anything no. like that. They're like sports bars. I know. <laughs> like I said, this is like a back alley in Gotham. I think Bullwinkles is one of the bars that, uh, that I remember going to. <laughs> it's a sports bar. Yeah, my biggest question about 
so they talked that there there was eight competing clubs and only four played music. So my question is, how does anybody make money if there are eight competing competing nightclubs in the same area? Well, I can answer your question first of all with a not answer, which would be, I can definitely tell you how Prince doesn't make any money in his club because they don't serve alcohol. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did like, not see. What kind of club does not serve alcohol at their club? And they have tables with like silverware and plates and like <laughs> napkins. Did you see anybody like sit down? No one was eating. You know, that was Morris Day's club. That, that was well, Morris whatever. Day's club. I didn't. Yeah. See, but but, but Prince's club specifically, they don't serve alcohol there. But so why who would want to go to this club? What is this? Like well, under eighteen club? I can say I would love to go to that club because that club is just a. Full blown orgy on the dance floor. <laughs> he has a cult. He does have a cult. He has a cult of followers. You know, like even when when uh, Morris Day came in and and they got on the scene there and they kind of like played the played their song and it just totally took the crowd. The so, whole crowd left with them. There's still a small group of people, his cult, that stayed along there still. And all they do is dry hump each other. Yes, all they do is have little mini. So Eric, you're saying dance orgies. When all these women are on a dance floor, Prince starts playing and singing. They're all horny as hell. And <laughs> I bet you they don't drink there, but I bet you hands out ecstasy at the door. <laughs> is what probably happens. Prince's music is like love potion. It's love. It's a love, it's a love potion. I mean, the, his very first song was actually one of the best songs on the. I feel like one of the best songs when they first started the, ah, the movie out there. He had, he had the soundtrack. I mean, the the actual songs in the in the movie were good. Well, let's no talk doubt. about it. What was your favorite track in this movie? It could be Prince, Morse Day, any anybody. Um. I like the first. I like the first Morris Day song that when he first came into the club and stole all the people out of there. I thought that was one of my favorites. I don't know what the. I don't remember the name of the song at all. Release it. Release it. Okay. I know. Uh, I should ask Eric right off. Or, or That's I should the one say he was crawling on the ground. <laughs> oh my god! Was that that one? No, that was Thieves oh. in the Temple, which is the best one. That's the one where uh, oh okay, where she it. gets taken away by Morris. Besides <laughs> the music, besides the music being good, Morris Day with with his band, they just dance together. Like they all do oh, the yeah. same Choreography thing. Is and the fact phenomenal. that they had that white dude keyboardist with the mustache <laughs> who just didn't fit into the whole group, but he was always on the scene, dude. I love that guy. That was one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. But the other song that I liked was. Um, when they were on top of the, um, when they were taking the girl to go date raper, and and he was up on top of the. Oh, that's thieves uh, in the temple. Yeah. Thieves in the temple. He's up on top of the roof dancing like during the whole thing. You know, like he's supposed to save her, but he's dancing on the roof instead. That was cool. <laughs> Mine was. Uh, Yours was el- the song was elephants. No, which one was it? Yeah, elephants and flowers is the one where he was gyrating on the ground. <laughs> that was made me uncomfortable. Um. The one with uh, what's her name with the uh, cool club? What was her name? Oh, um, Mavis Staples. Yeah, uh, yeah, that song that she sang. I thought that was pretty. She, cool. Her song was just a self-titled. It was just called Melody Cool. Okay. Well, if the it's kind of had song, like uh, Ruth Franklin best song. I was thinking that you were talking like Prince and Tevin Campbell's Round and Round is. The oh best yeah, song yes, on the, yeah. That's the best song on the whole track. Yeah, I, don't, I, I agree. It, I mean, it was it was in the Tevin top, Campbell's. I think it was and, in the top fifty. Yeah, my two favorite songs weren't even done by Prince or Morris. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, I think it actually made like the top fifty that round and round song back Tevin in nineteen ninety. I think that was like a huge song. Yeah, Tevin. Why doesn't this kid like have another song? Why does he never show up again? Yeah. He stole the show, and then it was a like curtain call done. Like, why wouldn't Prince utilize him in his battle of the bands? <laughs> I'm telling you, Prince no, was, is like, was, was Prince, uh-uh, baby. Was you Prince Records like producing this guy? Light. Is that why? Is that why they even brought him in in this movie? Was like, like I assume so. He's being. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, he's like being... a child labor kind of thing where they're like bringing this kid in just to make some money for their. I don't know their... the situation. I meant it because Prince had didn't Prince have his own label, right? Felt like yeah, he was being groomed. Maybe I don't know if he was trying to sign him. I don't know. 
Very interesting there. Can we talk? Can we go back? I know we're not going through the movie directly right now, but <laughs> early in the scene, what movie? <laughs> Morris, Morris Day. We kind of see how badass Morris Day is, right? Yes. He's around the table with all of these other band members or club promoters. I don't have a clue. They're all like talking, like they're, like they're almost like they don't work. For, at first, it looks like there's a gang, like a bunch of bunch of big mobster bosses but then i think most of them are from his band it so felt i'm trying to like I was a, kind of confused a little bit it felt like a dr evil like number two type of thing where he has his henchmen yeah. surrounding him i think that's what it was, but it was, it was his... they were like come on man you better pay us more money if you're gonna be getting all these clubs you better pay us more money and then he's just like he brings out the hot pepper the, hot pepper, the chili peppers and he just takes one and then he hands it over and that and the second guy just couldn't keep it in his mouth and everyone else knew don't mess with with morris you saw right there how badass Morris is. I think um, it was, well, it had like a, it was supposed to have a gangster feel. Like, you know how like every gangster movie, whether it's Godfather, and they're all around a table, and one guy's like the leader, and someone maybe uh, interrupts or he tries to take charge, and the leader's like, really? And he like yeah. either shoots him or... Cuts his head off. Austin or something Powers, like you know, that. hits yeah, a yeah. button. He goes into the sharks. Yeah. I think this was Prince's way of like he, he had a hot pepper. without having without having like no blood, no you violence. Has, you think Prince has a fear of hot peppers? I think no. I think Prince <laughs> Prince doesn't want any blood or like he's just like let's have him eat hot peppers. <laughs> I get what Prince was trying to do, but for me it wasn't effective because I saw Prince as the villain of this movie because. I don't think Morris did anything wrong except Sands date rape, but because Morris, <laughs> <laughs> he blew up his club. But, yeah, yeah, so no. And I just, I was surprised how fast they fixed that club up that night. <laughs> they were performing on the stage. It looked like nothing happened at all. But I'm, can I defend Morris for a little bit here? Yeah. So he's just a businessman essentially, and he co-owns the Glam Slam, and Prince isn't cutting it. So he is just trying to buy out essentially Prince because he wants to instill his views that he thinks will make money and in the end he does also in my opinion win the battle of the bands and Prince just kind of gets butt hurt and they all feel sorry for Prince because his side piece got hit by a truck and Morris has a little sympathy yeah and even at the end you can see he doesn't have that much sympathy he was like upset about his 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 vehicle or whatever it was was kind of spray painted or something like that and he was just like I'm gonna kick someone's ass you know (laughs) like she's like come on let's go (laughs) but um yeah I mean I would say the one thing about Morris that makes him actually a good friend to his to these people too you know when you you hear that saying if you want to do something right you do it yourself that's not what he said he said, if you want something done right, hire good people to do it. It's what yeah. he said. <laughs> Again, great businessman, Morris Day. That's great. I, so we talked about how, you, or you mentioned that he sets Prince's club on fire, and there's another scene, I think, where they destroy all his equipment. This movie doesn't take place if two things. Morris just locks the, his club, locks the door, or two, hires a security guard. Yeah, done. Movie over. Yeah, it'd be all over. And I'm trying to figure out like why do why I mean bands own clubs is that typical? The bands no, bands uh, open up clubs to, so they can. So the guy in Purple club? Rain, do you remember Purple Rain? Uh, Bill, was yeah. it Bill something? Yeah, something. he was. A, he gave them the club. He gave Morris and they mentioned that like, each one each one of their clubs. Yeah. Okay. And then it's George fifty. Clinton, no, it's fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Whatever. Yeah. I, don't, George, I don't know and then, how and then George Clinton. 
or Let why so he can play one. And I, then see, I don't know. I don't know Mavis. how those. I don't know how that figures <laughs> in. But he does say that in this movie because that's how I figured out like um, how are we going off a of purple rain. Like where are we starting from? And that can we can we be honest though? If all the clubs that you saw, George Clinton's club was the most popping. <clears throat> Do you yeah. remember George Clinton? It, this one dude at the club was popping his girl's bra off at the club during the during while the while the music's going on. That that place would be the place that you want to hang out. How they weren't even part of this whole. Scenario and whatsoever. his club held more than twenty five people. <laughs> that was another <laughs> thing Prince's, too. And Morris Days, there's like one time I think I counted. There was like maybe seventeen people in the crowd. If you had, I have a question for you guys. If you had a choice to go into one of those four clubs right now, I'm being being honest. Which four of those clubs would you? And knowing these bands, knowing that it's, it's George Clinton, the funk, Funkadelic Prince, which is obviously he was bigger than George Clinton. This other Mavis, whatever her name was, or or Morris Day. Do I have access to the backstage? Because <laughs> then it's George Clinton. Because obviously, when you're, you're at a small club, when you're at a club, when you're at a club, there's a whole ton of weed. When you're at a club, it's going to be it's open. <laughs> well, there's not going to be a see a Prince's. There's going to be nothing back. The Morris Day. Most clubs I've seen artists. I used to be. I, you almost end up hanging out with artists usually at clubs like that. I mean, it depends on the situation. It, it where my mindset is going to that night. If I'm looking for an over the pants hand job, I'm going to Prince's club. <laughs> If I'm looking for good music, lip- I'll go to George Clinton. There was a lot of lipstick Cl- lesbians at Prince Club, though, too. You don't know if you're going to get one. You know, there was a lot of chicks hanging out together. There All I know is I'm going to be afraid as hell to walk home from any of those clubs. It's a fucking dark ass. I'll wait for the Joker to pop out. I can snatch my ass. Oh, that's so true. So the name of this movie is Graffiti Bridge, and we have yet to talk. We're 20 minutes in, and we have yet to talk about Graffiti Bridge. Because why was this movie even... Name Graffiti Bridge because it. I think Prince. It's a bridge in Minnesota. Yeah, Prince Minneapolis knew this bridge in Minnesota, and he's like, I have to do some spray painting somewhere or writing and paint somewhere on my walls. I got to connect these two things. <laughs> do you have to understand why he would be writing half the shit he was writing on his walls the whole but time? But they never used Graffiti Bridge. I don't think Graffiti Bridge well, was used in a movie. Was it was it? like a. Uh, uh, setup or scene, right? Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the, the real graffiti. Bridge, it was like a stage, yeah. like set. And almost, whoever, yeah. and right away, because I have a lot of friends who are graffiti artists, like they're are graffiti artists. This was the worst graffiti I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's just like a bunch of people putting, like, painting words all over the place, and it's yeah. like no, no, no. It was horrible. It was but awful. you talked about Prince basically graffitiing his lyrics. Wouldn't you be worried about someone stealing those lyrics? Because yeah. Prince is known for being a great <laughs> songwriter. You'd feel like some musician would just immediately steal that. It was it, it, to me. It was just one of the weirdest things is having that, and then having somehow this angel connected under the bridge, in which I maybe that's where um, well, maybe that's where him and his dad, or his dad used to molest him back in the day, was <laughs> under that. Jesus Christ! Stop! 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 So graffiti bridge. <laughs> Let's get out to this angel. <laughs> it was supposed to be symbolic, like the bridge between heaven and earth, or earth to heaven. That's like what apparently. The symbolism behind graffiti bridges. Okay. I don't know what that has to do with Prince, hmm. because Prince doesn't really like well, only the people what? around him die. He doesn't really die, so I don't know what his, I don't know what he's trying to get at with the hereafter in this movie. But you definitely have a bridge to heaven here somewhere. You're saying this is what the graffiti bridge is. That's what Prince was so, saying. And, and yes. the angel is underneath the bridge, deciding. Um, whether she should be in Earth or, or Heaven or what's she's the guide, what, why She's is she guiding Morris to be from bad to good, and she's guiding Prince to stay I, good. I didn't see I no. Know. I didn't see her trying to guide 
Morris from bad to good. I think she was just trying to like really I, to get. I, I think she was just trying to distract him. I think cause she wanted Prince to like because he was so worried about Morris Day all the time. I think she just wanted to like get him out of the picture for a night. She just wanted to fuck him, get him out of the picture, so Prince could just worry about his shit. That's how I took it. Well, that makes sense. More sense than her just like just trying to sleep with everybody. You, you know, like I thought she was just a horny angel. <laughs> she just wanted. She was like looking for somebody to show her the light. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just waiting. Love, show her I was just waiting light. for the club owner from the Ninja Motorcycle Club <laughs> <laughs> to come and take over. <laughs> no, I just this movie demonstrates how much of a sexual being Prince is that he even fucks his guardian angel. Like, nobody is out of bounds for Prince. <laughs> she, I mean, I think as we move along, you see more and more. She's there to try to help him out, but the fact that she's, she keeps on mentioning Morris, like, she's, she's care, she wants to change Morris, obviously, and he, he does change at the end, so I think that she's there for multiple reasons. Why she cares so much about the seven corners, I'm still trying to figure it out. So... I wanted to kind of get into this because I I grew up with Prince, but it was like the late latter stages of Prince. And I really didn't I wasn't alive during like Prince when he was the thing. Mm-hmm. So and Prince is a sex icon. So I just and he it's a little different because I obviously the eighties to today it's a, it's such drastic on what's sexy and what's not. So what is so appealing, like sexually appealing about Prince. Like why him alone was never to me was never about. I mean, I th- I'm sure women and even some men maybe uh, thought that. To me, his songs were just the, the funk, and then the, the sexualization of his songs and his lyrics were what was more about that. Was to me, it was never like, oh my god, look at that skinny little mulatto guy. <laughs> I, I think the, the women were like, boy, that four foot eleven, seventy nine pound. Fucking! I would just want to ball him up. And so put no, him in my pussy. no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended again. But so it was like his aura that drove woman insane. Yeah. I mean, Wait a minute. Do you know what the angel's name was? <laughs> That's why I said aura. no pun intended. Aura. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so could anyone besides Prince pull off those fits? Like his outfits? No, 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 no. I mean, that's, I mean, he's one of the only, I mean, his band was trying. His band had some funky outfits too, but he, that's that was Prince's thing. He always liked to have, he was almost like, he kind of stole from David Bowie, to be honest with oh. you. I think David Bowie was, he was before Prince, and he had all the, where he was kind of between male, female, different kind of gaudy outfits like that. Well, there's a few people I can pull off blouses, and Prince was one of them. Yep. And Elton John wasn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at this movie from the least broadened lens of all time, this is two rival musicians butting heads to start, then they're butting heads over a woman, and then they challenge each other to a battle of the bands. If you take away the spirituality, that's essentially this movie. So it's basically purple rain. <laughs> it is. It is purple rain. No, it's That's a bad I, purple rain. <laughs> bad purple rain. To me, it was like a, even purple rain wasn't a musical. This was almost more like a musical. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they had there was parts of the movie where they just went into song. And, and I'm glad it, you brought that up because it, when I was watching it, I just thought this seems like a really, really long '90s video music video. To me, it seemed like. Do you remember the music videos like yes, in the early '90s? Yep. yep. 
was more like dancing. Paul Abdul, you know, the whole yep. dance choreography. That's what this seemed like. It just seemed like a long video. Like, it was one long fucking music video. And that's exactly what it was. Um, I do think that Prince is one guy, though, that he has this facial expression that he does. It's just, I, I, I know the, the people can't see it, but he's just like... <laughs> and it's like this look that whether he's horny, pissed, happy, whatever it is, it's the same facial expression that he can do and so he is a pretty a, a pretty great actor if you think considering that he can do one expression that tells you everything he's it's feeling almost like human puppy eyes <laughs> is the best way to describe it i think when prince when he was alive was constantly angry and horny so. <laughs> he combines he angry figure and it out so he just had that same look yes. no matter what yes so prince, I, one more thing oh, real God. quick just real thing just don't both, talk about the both, father Come both back. yeah both <laughs> Prince, his diary to his father, and then <laughs> the it, angel and the angel's diary. They're both the most boring motherfucking diaries I've ever heard in my life. No one's supposed to be talking about all the horny shit you're doing or the bad shit you're doing. They're just like talking spiritually and lovey, and yeah. it was just the most boring diaries I've ever read. Tell me about what happened under Graffiti Bridge, Prince. Tell me what happened behind. <laughs> it's Graffiti almost Bridge. like Prince just started listening to a bunch of philosophy podcasts and then decided to start writing down his lyrics. <laughs> No, but Prince and Morris, both in real life and theatrically in this mo- in these movies, can get any woman they want. And yet, for some reason, they always fight over the same woman, which never made any sense to me. No, oh, I don't get it either. Apollonia was worth fighting over. I don't care what he says. Yeah. But that, I that was Apollonia. I thought, this one, I, I thought it was hilarious that he was that Morris was leaving his one girl who was not only beautiful, Maury, yes, uh, horny as hell, <laughs> yes, raps. Yes. She's a rap. The best scene, one of the best scenes in the movie was the strobe light rap song that she did while she was like stripping and going to have sex. Yes. I thought that was like one of the greatest parts of the the movie. Yes. And then they even they were so great they replayed it. I don't know if we watched the credits, but in the credits they replayed that that part of the movie again <laughs> during the credits. It's because it was so great. I think they did on purpose for you young, white, horny Joel Bush who was like, I'll take her! I was waiting for her to start. What was that song? My Pussy My Stage. My, what's oh, the song? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot who sings that. My Neck, that was, My that, Back. That was like, but, my, my Crack. crack. My, my Pussy in. I was waiting for her to start yelling that out. There is actually no nudity in this movie, so I was, it was very disappointed. Little. Very disappointed. So, do you want to talk about the Battle of the Bands? Um, yeah, let's get to the Battle of the Bands. I mean, it was one of the weakest battles. I mean, the, the music was so great leading up to this, and then they both played probably their worst song so far, I would say. Yep. I mean, Prince's is even... I mean, Prince's, Prince's song outside... What was the two songs? It was like the Firecracker song, or no, what was it called? The Bottle... The, the Tick Tick Bang was Prince, and then... Bombshell something, I don't Shake know. Shake by the Time... Okay, Shake. Okay. Shake was good. I, I like Shake, by the way. I did Shake like was a good song. song, but it was not like... The whole idea was like, oh, we have this new retro kind of music that we're playing, and you, you keep on playing the old music, Prince. You're playing and the old And he's stuff. playing the same thing. No, he's yes, playing... Yeah. His Shake, it was this old Prince, and now all of a sudden, like, Prince is trying to, like, show him that he can do something different, and it really wasn't any different, right? So I did who, like Shake, by the way. I gotta write that down. Who judges this battle of bands? Who determines the winner? The, the people of the streets of the seven corners. What are you talking about? The people of Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> the people in the dark alley, fog-lit Gotham. I just love this group of people who just 
move it from club to club and they're like oh we don't like this we're gonna go to this other club and they just they kind of just go to the four clubs and they just figure out which, which club is the best that night you, you know? have to pay cover every time you go because that would suck club. wouldn't that suck unless they just get stamps i was wondering about that because i never seen i didn't see like a bouncer i didn't see like um someone taking money <laughs> <laughs> it I seemed could, like there wasn't that'd be a, awesome to it, go like just from club to club like it that. didn't seem like there was a cover because he was saying we made we made nineteen thousand on drinks so I think that I never it's drinks only saw, I bet no. you Prince had to put a cover on there because he had no money he didn't sell alcohol <laughs> at their club so that's why no one went to Prince's club he had a cover and no alcohol well we know there are drinks at Morris Day's club because oh, yeah, Morris money. gets uh, <laughs> slipped the old Mickey. That was the one thing that was the, that was the creepiest part. I mean, that whole scene and it it, was, it just kept going. Besides the two guys, Morris and what's Jerome? Jerome. Both of them date. You know, putting the date drug into uh, the girl Aura. <laughs> so and we're agreeing. First of all, who are actually... thinking Angel could actually get drunk and get taken advantage of? Yeah. But besides that happening, then like we think, okay, good, she's saved by. Prince and he puts her over his shoulder. Well, he, blow, he blows out the cal- candle. Oh yeah, that was a great that was a great switcheroo. Dark. And then they all of a sudden the two guys. Well, Jerome and Moore start like <laughs> you don't see it, but you can hear them like touching each other. <laughs> and then they're like puking and passing out all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden they were they were fine all up to that point, but now they were really messed Didn't up. Did he say something like? Um, Oh, oh, you got hair on your, you hair on your chest. Hair on your chest or something. <laughs> yeah, they're okay tag teaming this girl, but so they're gonna eventually probably touch each other. But then when they do actually touch each other, they're repulsed by each other. <laughs> but what's great is that you know Prince is the savior, and all of a sudden the first thing you see is him. She's in her bed, and he's pulling down the sheets and like gonna gonna rip off he's her gonna, bra. He's gonna date. He rape actually her had too. his hand right above her chest, like he was like ready to grab it, and then he's like. I'm like, what a bunch of creep! This whole—I don't want to be, go to Minneapolis at all. I have no interest in going to Minneapolis at all, man. It's I was like, actually hoping, it's like, come on, let's get some action, grab that, <laughs> grab that breast. But almost—well, I don't know if you saw that symbolism where they weren't biting the apple, like they weren't giving into temptation. That was that was totally. Well, she ended up taking the apple and trying <laughs> and then they, so and then they was, banged. Yes. To me, to me, it, <laughs> it to, made me no sense. to me, I think it came back to your theory that Prince is actually the evil one in this. He's the devil. He's the Satan. Are you talking Adam and Eve? He's, yeah, that's book? exactly he's what it was. He's trying to He's the snake. He's yeah. tempting her to eat I the apple. I totally did not get that. I must have been like, I, I had that written down here. I like I, I think you're completely right there. And she does take it, and they eventually she, go at it. Yeah. So he's the devil, you know, through this whole thing. Everyone thinks that she's saving him, but she's really trying to save Morris. Did Aura just not get laid when she was a real person on Earth? Is that why she's just really horny now? Because she's like, I got this second chance. I'm somewhat in human form now. Like, I just got to bang all these dudes in Minneapolis. I think that's the only way she could... Well, first of all, that's the only way you're going to get a hold of Prince in Mars. <laughs> my guess <laughs> is... you put out... <laughs> my guess is she's from Edina. <laughs> and so she doesn't get out very much. And so <laughs> she finally made it to the big city. If I had to guess, that's just my my view. She was just overwhelmed by the big city. <laughs> and a Fortnite club. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Well, just real quick. Because um, we're all over the place, so I lost complete track of where we're in this movie. <laughs> well, you know, when, when the kid comes in and he wants a battle, he's going up to, to Morris and he's like, yeah, we should battle. We should do this battle. And it's just like... Even that part was like he looked so pathetic to me. Like he's like White Morris is like why do you know? I think he said something like still you still got a price tag on you. You know like why would I even need to fight you? Like there's nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing. Why would I even need to? And 
then he had to do like Morris went really off on him and said that his mom used to give him back rubs. <laughs> that was great. That was funny. <laughs> it's like that's that's how you get it to a guy. Tell him that your mom used to give him back rubs. So I, I, I do you I, think I, his mom used to give him back rubs? So he didn't he didn't seem like they like he seemed like almost like it was serious. Was Prince's mom a prostitute is my question. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Is that why his dad killed himself? I mean Prince had to have some sort of fucked up things going on in his past to be this sexual. <laughs> There's definitely some stuff going on here. There's some definite, uh, what's that called, repressed memories that's uh, <laughs> eating away at him. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some things I had questions about in this movie, let me tell you. So basically, they, they um, after the um, Battle of the Bands... The uh, when was that uh, car scene with the angel got hit? That was after the right. So yeah. they kind of unanimously agreed that Prince's song sucked, <laughs> and he lost. <laughs> yes. And then for some reason, and then so Morris then was going to extort the other owners, which made no sense to me. Why they? Why the other owners are getting screwed over? Like first of all, I thought he had control of over over all the clubs, but the kids. Right. That's I thought he was just like. So why is kids. he now all of a sudden extorting the other two? I didn't get that either. I didn't get it at all. They were, he was saying his guys out there, but uh, Melody Cool wasn't having it. She was not having it at all, and she came, and that was like the big number. I, okay, so I don't remember. There. Okay, so she was after the Battle of the Bands? Yeah, so the, it was like her song was a fight. Like she brought everybody together against Morris. Okay. No, no the Melody, right. is Melody Cool's club always gospel or, or what? Because they, they had like those gospel singers behind her yeah. while she was doing her song and stuff. But. I also Aretha Franklin. Her song, issue her was, song, her song cool. was great. Her song was great, but one thing was hilarious. Then they went to George. Well, like she's singing and stuff, and he's so stoned he starts signing <laughs> off his club right off the bat. I was just laughing. I was like, "See, George, they they know they can just take advantage of George. Like, just sign here, motherfucker. It's all good." <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Prince is like George. No, no. <laughs> this is where this movie gets hairy for me. Yes. Because me who steals the car? <clears throat> but isn't it... I, got, I thought it was one of George Clinton's... Was it a drunk driver? I thought it was one of George Clinton's... I thought it was a drunk driver. No. I don't see that. I thought it was a drunk driver. Come on, watch it. Watch early movie. That guy was in George Clinton's band. <laughs> so it's another stone dude who's not paying attention. And he, like, hits... Angel. The only but, one car driving down this dark Gotham But why did he alley. steal the car? Why is it stolen? How do you know the car was stolen? Yeah, how do you know it's stolen? I just, because he ran and then like hopped in the car. I just assumed that he took somebody's keys and was. I just think he I, I didn't see her. I didn't see her. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got a car I didn't see her. That's all he said. It was just like, no cops, no nothing. It was just like, yeah. Typical music, uh, music star drug story <laughs> right there. <laughs> so he hits, he hits the angel, correct? Yes, kills and the killed, angel. Killed on impact. I don't know how you kill an angel, but... <laughs> how do you fuck an angel? <laughs> what would have been great with the special effects is if there was a bunch of feathers... Fuck that went, a, bunch of, a bunch of feathers would fly up. What would have been great is, like, once you hear the bunch of feathers flew up in the air. That would have been Did they really? <laughs> no. no. I was that like, God damn it, I missed that, that too. That would have been great. I missed that. <laughs> 
He could have fooled me. He could have said, yeah. But then all of a sudden, it's like, you think he's going to go kill himself. He has a gun and stuff. And he's like, he takes off. And Wait, you think he was going to kill himself? Well, why, why did he bring yeah. the gun underneath oh, yeah. the bridge? Yeah, I so thought was he was going to go and get revenge on no, like, no, Morris no, no. and all the other no, Why did he take members. the gun under the bridge? Suicide. Was it? Okay. Yeah, he was all by himself. Because he even like, said something about, like, am I going to do this like my dad or, yeah, you know, yeah. some kind of stuff. But um, Prince has that same face. I can't tell if he's a suicidal <laughs> face or a revenge face. Angry, horny, or suicidal. <laughs> he smiled. Oh, you knew it. <laughs> something was going to happen. Crazy. Um, but I don't want to get blood on his brow. Then he decides that he's like, I guess he just decides, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do what, what Aura told me. Not to, when someone gets loud, just be quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how he was quiet, but like he just didn't fight back everything was going to be going fine and he's like you know what i gotta do is i gotta sing a gospel song if i sing a gospel song we will we'll we'll just change the world so in theory he did get loud because he plays this concert in the middle of a street in the packed like in front of apartments yeah and it's like a gospel song and i guess i guess in a way it brought all the um clubs together because you you obviously had the gospel singers from Mazes or whatever her name's uh, club was over playing black background in his song all of a sudden I had no idea I, this is where I just completely lost it so he plays the worst song that's been played on the whole track right it, would you agree that that was without a doubt the worst the gospel song was the worst song that we've heard so far and somehow that makes everybody say yes we will let you we will not no longer read we don't want money anymore we don't want your club anymore more stay whatever he changes. That just doesn't make any sense. Whatsoever. I think it was the uh, drunk driver killing. So it's a guilt. Guilt. Everyone. Everyone uh, comes together at yeah. a tragedy. All I know is if they're gonna be playing that kind of gospel music in this club, there better be some goddamn wine to be at that club because if they don't even have wine, there was no alcohol. No one's going no into that club smoke, still. No like one's that. going into the club still. In the, whole people, movie. the only reason why people go to church is it's wine. At some point of the mass, you're getting some wine. There's nothing happening at this club right now, and, and that gospel music ain't going to bring people to the club. So, what was, like, the hidden meaning behind It's Just Around the Corner? <laughs> they kept flashing that. I was hoping that it meant the police are right around the corner so they stop all this date rape that was going on. <laughs> and stop the drunk driver, because no cop showed up for that guy either. Because <laughs> there was not one cop in this no. whole movie, right? <laughs> I was hoping that's what I meant. The last movie, we only had two cops. So. <laughs> was he saying, like, death I think is around the corner? I about defunding. Yes, like, or, or, or salvation. Salvation is just around the corner. Joel, see, this is a meaning. This is what happens when you defund the police. <laughs> you have no police. Yep, yeah, Minneapolis. Do you really want to defund police right now? Look what happened in, 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 in Graffiti Bridge. And last week, look what happened. He had two cops only because they didn't have any money. <laughs> you want the feds to come in? Jesus. <laughs> Anybody else have any? Uh, <laughs> oh, I have, I have some. No. Who else has it? I'm I'm all tapped out on my notes. Anybody else have anything to talk about? Um, I just want to just talk real quick about the very end end of the movie. So the movie ends like supposedly God wins all, and and, and you sing God's name, and then everybody lets you do whatever you want, which never happens in the, the kid real and Morris are friends. Yeah, everybody's friends. Everything's great. Um, and then just all at the very end, the rapper finally gets his shot. And the rapper goes off and, had, and sings the best song, I think, so far of the whole movie was the, this rap song that he went off at the end. And then again, they, at the very, very end, they, then they go We had mentioned the, earlier in the movie there was this guy, he's just like, I got to rap, I want to rap, I want to rap. And he like never let him 
rap. Never let him do anything. And then at the end, Joel is saying he does like the and credit the song. If, if he would only let him rap in his songs <clears throat> earlier, he would have won the rap battle. He would have won the battle. He probably would have won the battle. I thought that was where it was coming to. It was Actually, like he was thought... like on the street, and all of a sudden they're like, he's singing. All of a sudden, this rapper comes in there and starts doing some new modern stuff. It, it probably would have been, been better best. if him and Tevin Campbell would have like rap, yeah. had like the battle of the bands. <laughs> Bring Tevin in your. I mean, any of that kind of stuff would have happened. Would have been better. Oh. Um, yeah. So let's see. Oh, uh, this movie, seven million dollar budget. It's a lot. It made four point six million. So I thought oh, six and a half million, million on neon signs. And seven million, I mean, <laughs> four million was on fog and smoke. And seven million budget, four million it made. Yeah. Oh wow. That was all in a Warner Brothers, which um, we got to talk about the Batman. And it, it now it started to click. It's like okay, this yeah, is they did where it all came in. So where does this rank, Graffiti Bridge on Prince movie albums? You have Purple Rain, you have Graffiti Bridge, you have Batman, and then you have. The, the the third Prince movie that is escaping Cherry something it's something with Cherry I under know. the Cherry, cherry Moon or... uh, obviously Purple Rain to me is, is the best one. movie Little Nicky's one of my favorite songs uh, probably Batman number two under the Cherry Moon under the Cherry Moon was the other movie and under probably this one and then under yeah, Cherry, cherry I'll say under this the is Cherry third. Moon was, was horrible I, I didn't see it but I just have heard from everybody it's like the worst thing that he's ever done it's not it doesn't have the same theme of, of I'm trying to think of songs. I see like Graffiti Bridge. I knew some of the songs before this movie, but like Under the Cherry Moon, I don't know any of the songs from. I bet you if we looked it up, we probably, probably know would. a couple All songs. Right. But um, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I I didn't love Graffiti Bridge's music overall. I mean, it was all right. I mean, he's all all his songs are funky and they have good funk and stuff. But not one of them I could like right now in my head like sing it sing. to you. You know, to me, if it's something sticks, it's gonna stick to you right away. So Purple Rain had at least four songs that you knew, everybody knows, Correct. everybody can sing no matter what. So Purple Rain's number one, Batman's number two, this might be number three, but who knows. Yes, I agree. We'd be doing a disservice to uh, Batman by not saying, giving a little shout out to Party Man, and specifically the scene where Jack Nicholson invades the art museum. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a great scene. That movie was very good. I, I think all the Batman movies were great, but... Even the one that got worse. So, do we have a favorite quotes? quote? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's hear some quotes. Okay, well, mine was um, when Jerome walks in and he meets the angel for the first time. And he goes, hey, this is Morris Day. He'd like to eat you. I mean, meet you. <laughs> I had that one down on here, too. <laughs> that was my favorite quote. Go ahead. Look, go ahead. I have two, because they're both from Morris Day, obviously. And I couldn't. <laughs> pick a favorite so I, I I went with two the first one was name she says aura he says mm, lovely where'd you get that ass just <laughs> straight, very straightforward and then the second one was when he's talking to his girlfriend he said you better put some treble on that tone grace or you can be pulling some Stacey Adams out your ass <laughs> I got two of them um first one is lick it like you like it <laughs> like that one, and the other one is from a chick. I, I I'm still trying to figure this one out, so I, I had to put it in here. Dogs travel in packs of seven. And you better wa- wa- watch out for this one. So I don't know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it sounded pretty cool. Who said that? That was Morris Day's uh, real girl. The girlfriend. The real girl. Oh. She's like, you better wa- dogs travel in seven. You better watch out for this one. I'm like, well, is there I six think other I do remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when he brought her into the club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell does that mean? 
So, a prequel or sequel will be a little hard to make now that uh, Prince is dead. Could have we have could we, could we have made this movie with star actors and a better writer and director and maybe made the same concept of a movie be successful? Probably. Like so, was the concept that bad, or was it just the acting, directing, and writing by Prince to me, <laughs> that caused it to be as bad as it was? To me, it was just the acting that fell short. I thought really, the, I thought, I thought the, the screenwriting. I thought the writing. Was I thought the writing horrible. was awful. I thought the writing was <laughs> the lines were so. Yes. Writing well, was brutal. <laughs> the non-Morris Day lines that aren't a, a song lyric. Yes. Unless you watch this movie a couple of times, that or was like two percent of the movie. And checking this movie out and checking background, you're lost on this movie. You're fucking lost. I just think if you have John Cusack starting as Prince, <laughs> <laughs> as who? Prince, come on. <laughs> and then you have what are you talking about? <laughs> John Cusack. That would never get greenlit. God. <laughs> Didn't you guys watch? You guys still haven't watched that movie I asked you to watch, <laughs> the Beach Boys movie. Have you guys watched it yet? No. Wait. Beach Boys. What's it called? I told you guys last. We told you guys something like this season. I don't that, think you told me that last week, did you? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll look it up again. But it's uh, John Cusack is Anyways. in this movie. He can do singing movies. Let me tell you. Okay, he didn't. He... <laughs> Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Watch right. it. I'll watch it. I think that's what it is. Yes. Yes, that is it. Okay, so I think this movie could be remade. Um, Bruno Mars would be the perfect Morris Day. He basically copied his entire shtick. Yep. The only thing is, I don't know who Prince would be because Prince is like in his own Could category. Could you Justin Bieber? No. <laughs> I, I was thinking more along the lines of Harry Styles because he's like a more. I was thinking like sex icon. I think Harry Bieber's Styles more of a sex, sex icon than Harry Styles. Not anymore, I don't no. think. I think Bieber got too. Well, he would be perfect because Bieber's now too religious. Which yeah, he's is too old too. Essentially, he's perfect now. He'd be perfect right now. See, for ju- too old. Justin Timberlake's too old for that pick but Justin Timberlake is the sexy icon but he but, but he doesn't wear a shit dude, like dude I feel really uncomfortable with you guys talking about who these sexy icons are right <laughs> now let's talk about something else so let's talk about would you watch this movie drunk high or sober I watched the sober but I I think this would be a nice drunk movie I mean I think high would be alright you probably maybe think a little bit more into it if you were high but I, I think I could watch this drunk and, be, and laugh a little bit especially at, especially at Morris I'm gonna say sober I think if I watched it drunk or high, I would not get... I would, no, it's too hard to follow, I'm going to say. <laughs> this is a highly sexual movie. This movie needs to be watched with a glass of Pinot Noir. Maybe a, lent- a scented candle or two. <laughs> By yourself? Whoever. Some lotion. Can love anybody, can love yourself. <laughs> Whatever it takes. So... Uh, I have a, a note I want to talk about. Does anybody have anything else they want to no, I'm mention? Good. I got some users reviewed. Yeah, user reviews. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. <clears throat> so users review. We have, this is from uh, Deem. This one says, a must for Prince fans and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's um, Michael Elliott. He says, proof that even a genius can have bad days. <laughs> And this is from Vigilante 407. What in the hell exactly going on in this movie? <laughs> Those are the three I got. So my final note doesn't have to do with Graffiti Bridge, the movie, but it does have to do with Prince. Uh, 
there are when it comes to the Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA, there are two names to me that pop out or stand out, and it's obviously Maya Moore, one of the most talented, best players in women's basketball. Great human being. And then there's Prince. Prince is I don't know if many know this, but he was a season ticket holder for the Minnesota Lynx since their beginning. And are you pushing number one fan? Are you an owner of the Minnesota Lynx? And when they won the championship in 2015, the women were obviously like changing in the locker room, celebrating. And one of Prince's managers came in and says, "You're all invited to Prince's house tonight." And so they went to Paisley Park. Paisley Park. Paisley Park. And he put on a four and a half hour concert for the Minnesota Lynx championship. Tell me that, dude. That's awesome. And he wrote a song. Did he scrimmage him? (laughs) He's good. He was a good basketball player. (laughs) He was a good basketball player. Yeah, he was a good basketball player. He wrote his favorite player was the backup point guard Renee Montgomery, and he wrote a song about her. And it has never. And he only played it that one night, and it hasn't been released. So, fingers crossed that posthumously that he releases this song <laughs> looking forward to it prince rest in peace i just we'll miss you buddy i just knew this was going to be a great podcast as i was driving down howell avenue coming here it was right across from plant land i looked to the right and it actually was right past plant land in fact it was george webbs is right there and walking right past george webbs was a milverine on the way over here and i just <laughs> saw milverine and george webbs <clears throat> Just Milwaukee's finest, and said, "You know what? This is going to be a good podcast tonight." I feel it really was. It was good. <laughs> That's no lie. <laughs> so, we watched enough spiritual movies. Yes. What's up for next week? We are diving in to the world of Walt Disney. Wow. We are watching a movie that somehow made just. An enormous amount of money, but nobody really knows about. It is a Disney Movie Channel feature, the blank check. The blank check. Yeah, blank check. I'm liking it this is. already. I thought you said we were going to do an erotic thriller, and you went right to Disney. So I, I, I was like, man, what are you watching as erotic <laughs> thrillers lately? <laughs> blank check is currently on Disney Plus. Uh, is that the only way you can watch it? Currently, yes. I have Disney Plus. We're all good. Otherwise, if you want my account number, just let me know. <laughs> Hit me up. I'll hook you up. <laughs> At Joel Bushman. <laughs> yeah, you can rent it for two ninety nine on any on-demand. You can illegally stream it through websites that will give you viruses. There's many ways to watch this movie. <laughs> <All right. laughs> any uh, lasting thoughts? I'm done. Um, I think that, you know... This it was actually a lot better than last week. <laughs> to be honest with you, I thought last week was a struggle. Apologize for last week. Was, that movie was brutal. Brutal. This movie was brutal also, but at least it had like Prince and Morris Day. So. <laughs> but hey, man, thank you guys for listening. All right, peace out. And before we say that, I want to get a note from our sponsor. This week we are sponsored by Terrapin uh, Beer High Haze High Hazy. Uh, go look at it at all your your local uh, local uh, liquor stores. Kiss the sky, Terrapin High and Hazy IPA. Come on, sound guy. Steal your tongue. <laughs> Take it when you're over.